his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Hey, good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. It is uh, 10.07 WTIC News Talk 1080. This is the Wilmarotti Show. Wilmarotti, your host, Matt Rice, our master of ceremonies. You, of course, our beloved audience. I mean that sincerely. Just love you guys and appreciate your support, appreciate your calls, your listening, your amens, everything about that. Uh, I like to talk about Ukraine on Monday because a lot of the media isn't talking about Ukraine. And um, there's something that, that I, I ran into the other day, and I, I wanted to get Steve Bucci's take on it. Steve has tremendous experience, the, oh, more than 30 years in the military, most of that time with special forces, finished up at the Pentagon, West Point graduate, War College. Uh, so he's got a, a wealth of knowledge and understanding. There's, there's an island in the Black Sea that made the news early in the war, the Ukraine, uh, the, the Russian invasion, because of, of some troops that were killed and the stance they took. But I think it holds a much bigger strategic position than, than anyone's giving credit for. Maybe I'm wrong, but we want to welcome, uh, now with the Heritage Foundation, Steve Bucci. Steve, welcome to the show. Hi, Pastor. It's good to be back on. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Uh, so some people may remember this. Early in the conflict, uh, the Russians came to this island that was in Ukrainian control. And there were I don't know if there was 20 soldiers on it, whatever. And they demanded that they surrender and put down their weapons. And they, the, the Ukrainians did not give a very good response to them. And anyway, they were all massacred. They were all, they were, they were all killed as far as I know. The Russians now have control of this, uh, of this island. It's called Snake Island in the Black Sea, and it seems like it's a pretty strategically important little piece of uh, real estate. What, what, what's your understanding of the whole Snake Island thing, Steve? Uh, well, the, the uh, Snake Island folks, they didn't all get killed. Eventually, they, they were captured, okay. and uh, uh, the, yeah, you're right. Their answer was, was pretty epic. Not very <laughs> nice, but pretty epic. Can't say but, it on the radio, uh, but... <laughs> Yeah, it uh, it was sort of the the Ukrainian equivalent of the commander of the 101st Airborne Division in Bastogne during the Battle of the Bulge in yeah. World War II, yeah. when the Germans surrounded the town and you know with tanks and demanded that they surrender, and the uh, commander of the 101st sent back a message with the word nuts, <laughs> and. Uh, uh, and he was the man that George Patton said, "Yeah, we uh, a man that eloquent has to be rescued. We need to head up yeah. there and help him out." And yeah. they did. And 
and uh, rescued the 101st. This guy was sort of the Ukrainian equivalent of that. Uh, they did eventually get captured. They have been, uh, there was a prisoner exchange and they've been released, uh, thankfully. Mm. But that island is very strategic, as is the entire coastline uh, of Ukraine, because the coastline has become the strategic goal of the Russians. Once they realized they were not going to be able to take the whole country, they were driven back from the, the basically the center of the country. They were driven back to the east uh, by the Ukrainian forces. Uh, the fallback strategic goal was to control the coastline. And the idea is that they want a land bridge to go from the you know, from Russia and eastern Ukraine, the area that they're controlling now on land all the way to Crimea, the piece of Ukraine that the Russians stole back in uh, 2011, 2014. I can't remember exactly because they've stolen a bunch of parts. Um, and, and that island is critical in defending that strip of land that they want to hold on to. So it, it's very critical. It also controls the, the port there uh, inside it uh, going into Odessa. Uh, so it's vitally important. Uh, the Russians want to hold it. Uh, the Ukrainians have been asking for more means to try and take those things back, mostly uh, land-to-ship missiles that they can uh, – they've used some already against the Russians, but – they need more to really go after some of those ships that are mm -hmm. blockading the ports and uh, controlling that island. So, sorry, long answer. No, but, no, I'm uh, glad. It, but it, I mean, a, I think I think the thing that I'm probably most concerned about is certainly, and and I just I didn't know this. I just found out back in uh, earlier in June this month, the uh, defense minister of Ukraine had said they had launched a counteroffensive, uh, Kirillo. Budinov says that they, uh, the Ukrainian army launched an offensive on Snake Island, and it will last until the island is fully liberated from the Russians. So they are doing special operations missions. We also know that earlier in the year that, that uh, um, Russia's most effective, advanced, powerful destroyer, the Mostov, was destroyed by uh, U Ukrainian special force people. Um, so it, it's not like this is a done deal, but the reason I guess I'm so concerned is because obviously if, if you control the coastline, you control this island, you're going to control the Black Sea, and that means Ukraine will never get out or will hardly ever get out the 20 million tons of grain that they're, they're sitting on, which the world yeah, needs. Yeah, and that's what, what the Russians want to do. They want to keep it bottled up uh, so they can use that to pressure the West to stop supporting Ukraine against Russia and just say, oh, well, we've got to have this grain, so we're just going to have to give in to the Russians, you know, put pressure Ukraine to, to cede territory to them, uh, it, which is not going to help because right. all that's going to do is feed Putin's appetite for more of its neighbor or more of its neighbors, as mm -hmm. a lot of us believe. Mm -hmm. uh, and and it's, it's foolish. What we should be doing is helping Ukraine drive the Russians out so that things can return to the, the stability that we need in that region, that mm -hmm. Putin is 
the one disturbing that stability, trying to destroy it, basically, and force everybody else to dance to his tune, which is is crazy and should never be allowed. Uh, you cannot let bullies like Vladimir Putin have their way just because it's difficult to confront them. Mm-hmm. That that does no good for anyone. Yeah. So put your special forces hat on for a minute. We know that there's some installation of, of uh, both troop um, tents where you know troops are stationed on, on Snake Island. We know there's also some some missile launching areas on on Snake Island. So so you're you're in charge of the Ukrainian special forces, and they say we we want you guys to to infiltrate and take back Snake Island. How would that how would that look, Steve? What 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 kinds of things would um, would you do? You know. Um, it wouldn't, you know, you obviously wouldn't be you could driving up in a jeep with a Ukrainian flag saying we're here. So, how would you, how would that happen? What, what might that look like on on Snake Island? Uh, it's from a, a tactics, techniques, and procedure standpoint, it's not that difficult. You have to do obviously waterborne infiltration would be the safest way to do it. Go out there in small boats in the dark uh, using radar. Um, shielding things, stuff to shut down the, the electronic surveillance that the Russians may have around the island. Uh, you could do that through cyber means. You could do it through direct means. Uh, move forces onto that island. Uh, you know, you can send just special operations forces, and they can get out there uh, and do raids on the, the Russian installations and facilities that are there, uh, destroy some of the defensive means they put on the island. But given that the Russians control the sea around it, uh, you're going to also have to either get those land-to-ship missiles in place or some other uh, forces going in to help them with ship-to-ship means uh, to take out some of the the Russian Navy that's around it. That's going to become critical. Uh, And then you you, uh, get other troops not necessarily special operations troops, but uh, people that can get out there and uh, utilizing the javelins, the stingers, those other kind of handheld uh, munitions that pack a big punch uh, and get them out there on the island and and just either destroy all the Russians that are there or cause them to, you know, beat a hasty retreat. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can do it, but it's dangerous. Because the Russians can support them directly from the ships. They've got Russian Marines mm-hmm. on those ships that they could then deploy to Snake Island and reinforce their folks there. Uh, and, and because they have more vessels in the area, uh, they have the easier time getting support out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, I'm glad to see. I didn't realize. I thought the Snake Island thing was a settled issue. But just a few days ago, it says the Ukrainian military launched 10 accurate strikes on snake island so they're well, active that. they they haven't given up at all they haven't thrown in the towel there they it's it's encouraging to see that they still want to gain control of that yeah i mean the ukrainians are they're doing the job uh you know they they know they're the david to russia's goliath mm-hmm. uh but they are about as unafraid and i got to tell you it's pretty sporty going out onto an island controlled by someone else 
and you know doing the <laughs> sneaking around stuff there's probably been some target designating by those special operations forces mm-hmm. whether they're using les- laser designators or just getting really accurate grid coordinates uh for the the missiles that are being fired but uh when you have people on the ground doing the targeting for you you can make your longer range uh, strikes, be they missiles, artillery, whatever, uh, far more effective, far more accurate than they would be if you were just, you know, shooting and hoping you were going to hit the target mm-hmm. if all your forces were on the land. So uh, it's it's dangerous being out there uh, because it, it's hard for more good guys to show up and help you if you get mm-hmm. in trouble. Mm-hmm. But uh, that doesn't seem to be deterring the Ukrainian special operators. They're, they're willing to to uh, take that chance and to to do that tough work, fierce, just fierce. You know, I I had a a, a listener um, comment on social media last week. We were talking about Ukraine, and uh, you know, kind of like, well, how how long do you think this war is going to last? Kind of a question. And he said, I I think that it, it's a matter of attrition. Who 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 is able to not sustain a, a fighting force any longer? And if you look at the numbers, I mean, again, I don't know because I'm on, I'm on, a, a, I have picked the side. I'm on the Ukraine side. But according to the numbers, the Russians have sustained enormous losses in this thing, far, far greater than, than in terms of military losses, far greater than the Ukrainians have. And, and, and the article said that the Russians are lowering their standard, like they're, they're, they're lowering all kinds of requirements um, in terms of health, in terms of age, in terms of, of, uh, ability just to get people back into the military and to, and to, and to restock, resupply, so to speak, human resources to, to fight. Um, I wonder if it reaches a point where, where Putin just can't sustain this thing anymore. Well, that that's the goal. When, when you're the David to, to Russia's Goliath, you have to make the price that Goliath pays sufficiently large that he says, I'm out of here. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm in an attrition war. Uh, you know, Russia's got a big advantage. There's a lot more Russians than there are Ukrainians. Uh, and uh, But then again, the Ukrainians have the motivation of defending their homeland against an invader. The Russians, other than a few ideologues, you know, the Russian people are like, do we really need Ukraine? You know, I thought they were our friends anyway. Can't we yeah. just leave them alone? Why in the world are we invading them? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's It's sad. Because the, the Russian, you're right, the Russian people are paying a horrendous price, both in blood of their sons uh, that are being sent to this fight, uh, and then also uh, economically, socially, because of all of the uh, uh, sanctions and things that are on Russia because of the invasion. Uh, and one hopes that the pressures of all those things will eventually force Vladimir Putin to back off and, and go home. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, when you have a, uh, an autocracy like he has, uh, you know, he can have a lot of patience with that. In a system like ours, you know, in, in America, you know, we go somewhere and some people start to get hurt, and there's an enormous pressure for us to leave. You think mm-hmm. of Somalia. When, mm, right. when the, the guys that were, were killed and wounded in the Black Hawk Down incident, all of a sudden the humanitarian mission there wasn't so appetizing, and, and President Clinton almost immediately pulled all the forces out. 
in a democracy, you had those pressures have incredible uh, power in an autocracy like in Russia. Not so much. Mm -hmm. You know, I I was thinking about this the other day, too, with um, with Finland and Sweden coming into NATO, which apparently is now just days away from becoming reality. And Ukraine uh, apparently going into the European Union. How far away? I mean, doesn't it seem inevitable that Ukraine, after whether this is over or not, but if they're going to be in the in the EU, doesn't it seem almost a mat- just a matter of time before they would be accepted into NATO? One hopes, uh, you know. And and again, you know, before people start saying, "Oh, well, why are we pressuring Russia this way?" Russia provoked this. Yeah. Uh, you know, they. They uh, they ran this uh, process to hyperspeed by invading Ukraine. And mm-hmm. suddenly everybody around them said, holy smoke, if we're not part of NATO, we are an incredible risk of Russia deciding, and eh, now we're going to take these people back. So everybody now that is not in NATO is scrambling to get into it. Uh, right. Because right. they realize that's the only way they, they can have that treaty connection mm-hmm. that if Russia attacks them, they know NATO will come to their defense. Uh, and hopefully NATO or Russia will be deterred by that. Uh, the, it, it's so unfortunate for Ukraine that Russia's gamble in invading them, you know, if if Russia is upset by you know, Sweden and Finland and, and Ukraine going into the EU, they mm. have nobody to blame but Vladimir Themselves. Putin. Right, 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 absolutely. One, one last thing, and we may have to come back to this. We'll, we'll have to come back to it next week. But I, I noticed another story that I read about, again, Finland and Sweden. And I don't understand this because I don't know what the military strategy was in the first place. But, but this article said, came out, come out of D.C., that NATO alliance for Finland and Sweden fundamentally changes our – our Arctic military strategy. I don't even know what the Arctic military strategy is, so maybe we, we can talk about it next week. But any, any quick thoughts on that? What 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 does what does their their adoption into NATO? How does that change things militarily in in the Arctic region? Because those two countries, the northern parts of them, are are in the Arctic region. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now we have the ability to move forces from inside of NATO. To, uh, to that region, uh, you know, and Russia really thinks they should be the big dog up there. Mm-hmm. But now with Finland and Sweden coming in, NATO suddenly has a much bigger chunk of, of the Arctic under its uh, umbrella than it would have had before. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, is, it is a game changer in the Arctic, really? which is okay. important because more and more we're going to get the technology to be able to operate effectively in the Arctic and to exploit resources that are in the Arctic that previously nobody could get to because it was just too hard. Uh, We're coming very close to being able to get those. uh, And now we're going to be able to defend them. So Russia can't control those assets. So ultimately it's a good thing for us that, that Sweden and Finland are going to be part of NATO. Oh, absolutely. It's a very positive thing for the United States and for NATO. Good. Good. All right, Steve, as always, thank you so much for taking time. Appreciate tapping into your knowledge, and have a, a wonderful rest of your week. You as well, Pastor, and have a happy 4th of July. Yes, amen. Thank you, sir. 
All right. We uh, we will take a break. We'll come back, take more of your calls, open phone lines for the rest of the show. 860-522-9842. Love to hear from you today. Give us a call. Will Marotti Show, WTIC News Talk 1080. All righty. Welcome back. 1038. Hey, I mean, there's there's reasons to still be very optimistic about um, the next election and the election after that in terms of presidential. Here's a story. This is a Associated Press story, so not hardly a conservative viewpoint. But they did a study looking at voters in what's considered swing states, swing state voters, and they have found this just 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 was out today. Came out this morning at 12:08 a.m. More than a million voters across 43 states have switched to the Republican Party in the last year. A million. Now, that may not sound a lot, but I'm going to tell you something. In close elections, it, may, it could have a huge difference. There's far more people switching over to the Republican Party from Democrats than people from Republican Party switching to Democrats. Far more. So, you know, you can, you can, you can, don't, don't be, don't think that this is over, it's done. I shared this with the Reuters poll last Friday, Biden down 36% approval rating. But listen to this, I didn't share this with you. Among Democrats, among Democrats, what are are their biggest concerns? Well, 34% say it's the economy. 10% say it's crime. 6% 6% say it's illegal immigration. 50%, 50% of Democrats are saying the economy is the most, uh, or crime or immigration, the most important issue. And, and the Democrats are weak in all that. Horribly weak on the economy, of course, horse economy in 40 years. Horribly weak on crime. And horribly weak on immigration. So, you know, and, and I'm telling you, I think these are reasons. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams. Thanks for everything, mom and dad. Will always be worth it. Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty. Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm going to get you that budget. Just as soon as... What? Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details to be optimistic, guardedly, guardedly optimistic. 
Uh, let's go to the Center Universe, Waterbury and Charles. Hello, Charles. Hey, Pastor Will. I'm sorry. Hold on. Okay. Caught you off guard. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Pardon me. Yeah, I listened to your program, of course, and uh, when you were talking about building up our military, I don't think yeah. we're going to have the promising young men and women wanting to join with President Biden in charge, especially after leaving, what was it, $80 billion in military yeah. equipment in Afghanistan? Yeah, Biden will be out soon. We, we got we got enough to hold us over till we get new leadership. Yeah, I but just, parents. <laughs> I used to go to the gym a lot before the China virus, and yeah. uh, I used to meet all the young boys there, and they tell me they just got out of Naugie High School and they're joining the service. And I said, "What are your parents?" They said, "Well, they said as long as President Trump's in there, we'll be fine." And I said, "You're right, but wait until after the election. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. We're gonna he'll he'll be good." And I said, "I hope so," and I thought so, and he didn't. And there's a lot of disappointed parents out there right now that wish their children didn't join. Well, you let me just say what I'm anecdotally true. positive, passive, or fine. Yeah. But we got to face reality, what's going on right now. Like with Themis Claritus, she's soft on the Second Amendment. She went for the abortion issue. Pastor, you gotta, you're, you got to act like a pastor. You understand what I'm saying? Charles, do you understand that... I mean, I knew how to respond to that. Peter, Peter, um, uh, the, the lawyer that's running, Peter Labage, Labage. Peter Labage, yeah. He lived through that. Albanian families. He's great. I love Peter. I've had him on the show a number of I know, times. He's for the Second Amendment. He can't win, Charles. He could win. No, there's he can't. Enough, he can't win. NRA it's it's statistically impossible. There's enough conservative people in Connecticut. They're tired of high taxes. They're tired of the medical, uh, social. Uh, way we're being treated with medicine and everything else. They're tired of all this. You know, I'm, I know Waterbury tends to slant more conservative than other communities in Connecticut. Overall, the 5th well, District. With although Senator Hartley. Although we can't, we can't get a, a conservative elected in, in the 5th District, well, she's obviously. She's not going to get elected. She should have stuck with the at least pro-life. She messed up badly. And her... Bigger thing, was she self-financing then, or is she still self-financing? No, she's not self-financing now. Well, she yeah, did when she was money coming in. against uh, Blumenthal. She was saying that. Or not Blumenthal, the other position she was in. Please. Charles, I think I think you got to be realistic. Connecticut's no, a blue... No, 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 Charles, let, let me you're, talk. You're no, no, but you're the, a pastor. But, but you've got to be realistic. God doesn't call us to be stupid, Charles. No, God calls us to, God be, calls us to, be, to be honest about pro-life, Pastor. Please. There's nothing dishonest about my position. I am 100% pro-life. I've been are, so my entire adult backing, life. You shouldn't be back in Clarida. She made a big mistake. She should have stuck with what she'd been all these years. Up who, do you want, who do you want to represent Connecticut, Charles? Do you want... Do you want Charles Blumenthal? Uh, <laughs> Charles Blumenthal. There you go. Do you want Richard Blumenthal to continue to represent Connecticut? Unfortunately, the veterans are strong. You know, they, the veterans are telling us, and this is a uh, former state uh, senator out of Waterbury, uh, Bob Dorr. He's big uh, veteran uh, committee head of the committee. Everything else does great things for our veterans. Uh, the committee and everything else with it. And he said it came down to a pronoun that. Uh, Blumenthal said, we, as a country, were in Vietnam, not he was in. And, and is that true or not? I, I don't know. I'm not well, going to go back and, up, and nitpick you that. That's it, stupid. It do doesn't that. even matter. Yes, but, it does matter, because that's why the veterans keep voting for him, the military keep voting for him. 
They vote for him because it's a blue state, Charles. This is a Democrat state. I don't know what fantasy you're living in, but Connecticut is a blue state. Turned a corner. I have a cousin, 91 years old, 40 years to the march. Strong, very, very strong pro-life person. 40 years. He did it until 88 years old. Now he can't do it anymore. The point is, he said 50% of the children are students. He couldn't get over the amount of young people that's turning the corner. You know the the uh, the numbers for the uh, a number of the percentages. It's like fifty fifty now across the country for pro life. People are starting to realize it faster. Young people, especially, we're going back like history repeats itself. Remember that old saying? Yeah. Huh? Yeah, I do. Yeah, well, that's with your church too. You do wonderful things. You start in a little apartment. I understand with. Ten people or five people, you did wonderful. You're in a beautiful place. You've done, you worked so hard. But and and if she's so up on the Second Amendment, what's that about with her? Please, how could she even call herself a Republican? She's almost as bad as Blumenthal if she gets in. We've got people that are sitting in office now that are soft. Apparently, Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, different. He had he had ten Republican you know, senators vote for the gun bill, Charles. How about the the uh, senator from Montana? He's my kind of guy. I heard him on a uh, uh, Levin show last night, and he's been saying just what I've been saying. Never mind about the red flag law and all the other crap. Just protect the darn schools. Protect the churches. Well, I've been saying that for years. But not, yeah, but they're not doing that in our country. They're not well, doing the, that. So what does that mean? We should stop talking about it? No. We should spend the money. We're spending billions of dollars in Ukraine. Spend it in your own, our own country and put the whatever they need. And if it's about the children seeing police in uniform, put them in as a janitor-looking type or a gym teacher. Well, that's a, speech, that's a specious argument. Every, every huh? school I've ever been involved with that had a school resource officer, the school resource officer was a rock star. But every everyone was I've ever a problem involved. because of the minorities complaining about their, their children. Nobody's complaining. And that's, I mean, that's, that's a liberal you know talking point. The children no, having children of that group. Charles, I'm going to... I'm, gonna, I'm not going to... I'm not All going to address the insulting things that you managed to say same. today. What'd you say? But I am going to say, you, you say? Char, now, Charles, I'm done. you got to live in reality, Charles. This is a blue state. It's a Democrat state. I don't, you maybe, maybe you're hanging around with Wallingford thing, uh, Waterbury thinks the way you think. But this is not Connecticut. And, and you've got you to pick your battles carefully, and you've got to take the wins where you can get them. And that's not, that's not being a person lack of faith or... I don't know what else you're trying to suggest, but it's it's being realistic. It's being realistic, and it's playing the long game to win. And that's what we have to do in Connecticut. And and you guys can harp on all this other stuff as much as you want, but it's not going to win elections. And it's going to make it worse than it is now. So that, that's about all I can say on the matter. Um, we're going to take a break. A couple commercials. We'll come back. 860-522-9842. I, let me say something else, too, about, about, for instance, the abortion thing. If you want to blame anybody for why the country has been plagued with abortion for the last 49 years, if you want to blame anybody, blame the church. Blame the church, because it's our job. It's our job to not fight political battles. It's our job to change hearts and minds. And apparently... The church is not doing a good job at that. And the proof of that is that the culture has more influence on the church than the church has on the culture. 
1947, 98% of people believed in God. 98%. 2022, 81% people believe in God. That's a massive drop-off. Only 19%, same study, by the way, done by Gallup, only 19% of adults are engaged in reading the Bible on a regular daily basis. 19%, one out of five. Now, I, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm teaching. I know what's going on at our church. I can't speak for anybody else. But I'm going to tell you something. If you want to blame the ills of society on anybody, you can blame it on the failure of the church in this country in the last 60 years. Because you've had too many pastors, too many priests, too many rabbis afraid to talk about hard issues because they might offend people and they might leave their church. And so we've, we've allowed popular culture to define the arguments. We've allowed popular culture to arg make the arguments while we've been having our bake sales. So if you want to blame anybody, you want to be upset, don't be upset at me. I know what I'm doing. I know what my job is. But don't think that <laughs> sticking your head in the sand isn't a plan. Hope isn't a plan. Wishing isn't a plan. And, and I think folks got to come to terms with that a little bit more. Uh, let's go to New Britain and Ellen. Hello, Ellen. Hi, Pastor Will. Um, I listen to you often, but not always. And um, for the first time in my life, I've actually had a disagreement with you. Oh, I, no. <laughs> I understand where you're coming from regarding um, that lady, Claritus. I don't yeah. know the first name. Um, Themis. Themis Claritus. Okay. Yeah. But um, I find myself surprisingly agreeing with uh, the previous caller mm -hmm. because of this. Somebody voted for Richard Blumenthal. You're absolutely right, partly simply because he's a Democrat and we're a blue state, but also because he had good policies about, uh, you know, uh, protecting the little guy from big corporations and things like that. So they saw him as doing some good work that justified anything else. Mm -hmm. And um, I might waver on somebody who's a bit soft on the Second Amendment, but um, our Constitution says that we have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Liberty and pursuit of happiness have zero meaning unless you first have life. I can only vote for people who are pro-life. I will fine. vote for nobody over a person who is um, Well, Richard Blumenthal is pro-life. Right, right, right. But the other person, the, the man that you said cannot win, yeah. um, there were many people who said that Trump couldn't win, and he did. And there have been many elections of the same sort. And unless we throw ourselves wholeheartedly behind the pro-life movement, yes, the first election or the second election, they, they might lose. But they win in the long run if we are 100 percent behind them. And on Good Friday, Jesus, that's just not true, Ellen, because and on Connecticut, Good Friday, you can't prove that in Connecticut. But on Good Friday, Jesus looked like the world's biggest loser. And you wait two days and you have Easter Sunday and he has won. The, the battle, the, the war is won. There are individual battles to still fight. And w these are the individual battles. And I will only vote for somebody who's pro-life. Okay. Because if I bring that woman into power and she's already uh, weak or, or has rescinded her uh, 
commitment to be pro-life, what else will she give up? I cannot vote for somebody who's not pro-life. Well, that's fine, Ellen. And, and you know what? I can respect you feel that way. All I ask is that you respect how I feel. Because oh, what you don't know, what you don't know is that I have great confidence. I mean, I, she'll get mad at me for saying this. I have great confidence that once Themis is elected, people like me are going to have an opportunity to influence her. And, and I think that that is a valid position, and, and I'm not saying that you don't have a right to it. And I know that you're a good person. I've, I've heard you speak your heart many times in a way that um, was difficult. And, I, and I can't yeah. influence, by the way, I can't influence Richard Blumenthal. No, absolutely, no. But I'm going to, to, uh, to vote for, um, I, I'm very bad with names. I forget the name of the, the man. P- who, Peter Lamage is, uh, yep. I'm going to tell you, as a candidate, You'd have to search long and hard to find a better candidate than Peter Lamont. He gets it. He's strong on the Constitution. He came from communism. He knows what it looks like. He's like a hound dog. He sniffs out. He's a great candidate. He's a wonderful human being. I, I personally have the utmost admiration and respect for Peter Lamont. He can't beat Richard Blumenthal. That's just the facts. And, well, you know, I, Jesus I, I, said I, we should be... We should be wise as serpents, but harmless as doves. And I right. think a lot of times Christians forget about the wise as serpent part, and they just I throw everything too. to the wind and, well, I'm going to pray about it. Well, that's fine, but there's a lot of bad things that happen in spite of, in spite of prayer because prayer does not change everything. Well, you're right about that, too. But David beats Goliath, and I'm voting for Peter Lamont. <laughs> so. And God bless you, and I, I hope you're right. I hope you're right, but we'll see. Oh, and- we'll see. Thank you. All right, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> oh, I don't know. And maybe I'm just too old, Matt. I, I'm, I'm becoming a pragmatist. And so I, I tend to, hey, I believe in th- I believe in prayer. I, I, I've seen God do miracles. I, I, don't, I don't doubt that. But I also see, and I, I, and I think I'm a realist, and I look for things that are possible and, and workable and doable and... and um, I, I think sometimes these people are, are, are look, looking past that. I don't know. Let's go to Waterbury again, Center of the Universe. Michelle, go ahead. Yes. Hi. Uh, well, I, too, am um, being pragmatic here. I, I hope that uh, a lot of independents and Democrats aren't going to vote on a one-issue person, something like abortion. So, therefore, when I'm looking at the Connecticut race, you know, uh, process of elimination, you got to pick and choose. And, and it, it's good to stand by your values and your morals, but you have to be realistic. So, I mean, if Peter Lamage or anyone else doesn't win the Republican primary, and let's say it is Themis, yeah. then what are all those people going to do? I Not hope they'll get behind the Republican candidate and do what they should do to re- defeat Richard Blumenthal. Michelle, good call. Thank you. What line is, uh, is he on, uh, Matt? I don't see a line lit up here. Or can you bring him up? Yeah, bring him up. Hey, joining us now, uh, at, at my request, joining us now, the, uh, the host of the very popular Tom Shattuck show. <laughs> I've been was- summoned, and so I have shown up, Pastor Will. <laughs> No, I just thought it was a good idea. You know, it's I, like we, we need this good tra- – I'm thinking a transition between shows mm-hmm. just to, you know, get everybody, make sure everybody's staying on board with you. How are you, Tom Shattuck? I am good, and I've, I've been listening here. I, I, was the caller Charlie? Yeah, well, Charlie, who I love, and, and yeah, of course, yeah. he's insulting everything about me without noticing it. But. <laughs> 
I have thick skin. I'm a pastor. It is. uh, It is so interesting that people need that. We need to breathe, everybody. Everybody needs to breathe and keep an even keel. And you are so right. We're in Connecticut. You know, my life is in Connecticut and Massachusetts. Neither of us are in the United States of America. So we have to speak the local language if we're going to, you know, connect with some people. Well, here. It, it, right? I mean, I mean, you can wish all you want. You can hope all you want, but hope's not a plan. Yes. The, you know, and, and I would rather have Republicans take these these seats, take these spots, mm-hmm. and help build a greater majority. And then and then I'll I'll work behind the scenes with these guys. I'll try to I'll try to influence people. But I mean, just to to throw it away and say, "Well, I'm going to vote for so and so just because I like." Well, that's good. But if you can't win, you can't win. And if you're going to hand it over to Blumenthal, what's the what's the purpose of it all? Absolutely, yes. Our victories right now are not going to be dunking on the opponents. It's not. That's not how our victories are going to look. I know it feels good, and I get excited thinking about the <laughs> prospects too. But it's not going to be an in-your-face. No. Victory. We've got to communicate and change people's minds, and that takes moderation. Well, well, you know, you connect with people all the time. To persuade people, you have to show them your heart, your inside. Exactly. Exactly. you got to influence them one-on-one. Hey, Tom, i got to go. Um, but listen, let's do this again. I, I think awesome. this would be healthy to kind of cross-pollinate a little bit. Tom Shattuck, stay tuned. Tom, right after this show. Uh, thanks so much, Tom, for coming in. Guys, I love you guys. Have a great day. Stay dry. God bless you. And I'll see you tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.